everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Viato podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with Viato, and I'll be your host for today's conversation. We're recording this podcast as we're closing in on Christmas 2022. It's a time of year when dealers and their partners like Cox Automotive and Viato are looking toward the year ahead and the upcoming NADA convention this year or next year. It'll be in Dallas. Now at the Dallas NADA, Viato has three leaders who will be giving presentations as part of NADA's workshops and learning lab series. I've asked the three leaders to join us today to share a preview of the insights and perspectives they'll be bringing to Dallas. And we'll also talk a little bit about their takes on where the wholesale and retail market for used vehicles appears to be headed. My guests, our Viato founder and Cox Automotive Executive Vice President, Dale Pollack, who's joining today's conversation on audio only. He's joined by Derek Hansen, who leads Viato and the Inventory Management Solutions Group at Cox Automotive, and Nathan Fox, who oversees the merchandising solutions offered by Viato and Cox Automotive. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for taking time for today's conversation. Thank you, Lance. Excited to be here. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Lance. You bet. Thank you, Lance. Well, let's get the conversation started and let's let's just zero right in on some of the big challenges or opportunities that each of you are hearing dealers talk and maybe worry about as 2022 comes to a close and 2023 gets set to start. And if I may, uh, I'd like to start with you, Dale. What do you see as the top concerns or opportunities that are on the bubble in used vehicles? Well, I think being realistic, uh, we would all agree coming to the end of 2022 that it was a good year. Um, it clearly was not as good or as easy to be a good year as 2021 was, but nevertheless, it was a good year. We did witness in 2022 the passing of a lot of uh, one-time COVID-related conditions that really created some really favorable outcomes for dealers. The, the market clearly in 2022 has begun to normalize. And as we head into 2023, um, I think it's fair to say that uh, we can see some headwinds, uh, not the least of which are uh, continue elevated uh, wholesale prices. Um, to a certain extent, uh, a shortage of, of some types of used cars. Uh, we're experiencing elevated interest rates and uh, we have potentially some more macroeconomic issues on the horizon that, that may surface in 2023. Now, all of that said, we're still optimistic about 2023 having the potential to be a very good year for dealers. But in order for dealers to do well, in what will likely be a more challenging environment, um, it's going to require a lot more discipline. Uh, we got spoiled a little bit in 2021, and to a certain extent, maybe into 2022, where uh, you know we, we could we could rely on some bad habits or fall back into some bad habits, I should say, and and still do well. But th this environment is getting tougher, and and discipline is more important than ever. And and I would say that discipline number one for dealers is watching their inventory levels. I encourage dealers to operate with what I call a balanced used car inventory equation, which means that um, they keep an eye every single day that they go to work on what they're rolling 30 
day used vehicle sales total is and compare that to their inventory. And if, and if you have more inventory than you're selling in a 30 day period, those excess vehicles in any market, but particularly this uh, market where we're experiencing accelerated uh, a wholesale retail depreciation, those extra vehicles are sinking and they're sinking pretty fast. And dealers don't make any money selling vehicles that they own for too much money. So it, it's, it's really imperative in any market, but as I said, particularly this market, that uh, dealers keep their inventory levels in line with their rolling 30-day sales. And, and if they are able to do that, what I say to dealers is they're going to have a significant advantage over a lot of their competition going into the new year because they will have the ability to participate in an ever-declining wholesale retail market. So, And I'm already beginning to start to see this happen. They can be buyers of cars this week, next week, next month at ever lower prices. And they can actually bring those cars back and advertise retail prices that in many instances are, are, are lower than what their competitors own their vehicles for that may have bought those vehicles 30, 60, 90 days ago. So I think that this is really the, the competitive opportunity for dealers going into the new year with, uh, with a clean inventory. The other issue that I just wanna cite is that margins or spreads between wholesale and retail values uh, are still pretty good. Uh, but they're not quite as good as they were last year, certainly not as good as they were last year, not quite as good as they were in the earlier part of this year. So, so margins are narrowing, but I want to make the point that they're still pretty good, but they're only good if you're selling uh, currently purchased inventory. So it goes back to my first point. But I, I think overall, uh, if, if dealers pay attention to the tried and true principles of, of good used car management, particularly inventory and, and, and good pricing practices. Um, I think that puts them on a pretty good footing to have a good year in, in 2023. Excellent, thank you, Dale. Now, Derek, Dale just offered a couple quick points related to the wholesale market. I wonder if you could pick up on those and maybe expand to what you're seeing on the wholesale side of things. Yeah, definitely, Lance. And and I couldn't agree more with Dale in, in his view of the market. I think, you know, that word uh, that he issued is, is discipline. And that's really the mantra on the wholesale side as well. And and it it's all about, you know, reinstilling those behaviors that drive success and, and starting at the point of appraisal, the point of acquisition and, and being disciplined throughout your process and getting it into a wholesale channel. Uh, certainly timeliness matters. And, um, and and one thing I would add, I think, to, to where Dale was headed is that um, there is still a concern from a consumer affordability perspective, right, as you think about um, the cars that, that are selling retail. And so there is still definitely a need on the used side uh, for dealers to have that 30-day uh, inventory and balance to, to maintain their retail flow and continue to appeal to consumers that are now more uh, sensitive than we've certainly seen over the last two years with interest rates and affordability. Uh, but on the wholesale side, discipline is the name of the game. And, and consumer cars certainly are a way to get into the car at the right price. And starting at that point of appraisal is critical. And then uh, utilizing those best practices. I think dealers have seen over the last two years that wholesale can be a profit driver uh, for them. And they can use those behaviors, those best practices to continue to have it to be a profit driver as long as they're utilizing those uh, the solutions like Upside and others that help them get get top dollar return on the vehicles and do it in a timely manner, as long as they're into the vehicle for the right number to Dale's point. So 
discipline at the point of acquisition is the name of the game for wholesale as well and, and utilizing those pra best practices and keeping the wheel turning. Very good, Derek, thank you. Um, Nathan, over to you. Uh, Derek and Dale just shared a little bit respectively on the wholesale and retail sides of the used vehicle market. What are you seeing as challenges or opportunities for dealers as it relates to the way they merchandise the vehicles they own and are trying to sell? Well, Lance, I think both Dale and Derek pointed to some of the uh, economic dynamics that are affecting kind of consumer demand and how they think about the affordability of vehicles. And, and I think in that environment, dealers are going to have to compete harder and more intensely for every shopper and every decision. And so from the lens of merchandising, uh, I think the biggest opportunity they have is to really think about um, their VDPs from a different mindset to help them win more of those decisions. You know, the, the VDP and the content that shows up on that vehicle detail page uh, is analogous to a product page in other categories or other industries. And it's where consumers experience the vehicle online. And it's where they make decisions online as well as from that page. And so that's never been more important than in today's uh, environment. And that's because more and more shoppers have moved away from just browsing online to actually making decisions on which vehicle they want to purchase online. You know, in our research, we find that one out of every two shoppers only visit one dealership during their buying process. It's a really strong signal that those shoppers are selecting a vehicle that they want to purchase online and then going to the showroom to transact or maybe to validate their decision and then transact. But regardless, what you're seeing is that shift towards uh, deeper funnel uh, decisions in the online world. And so the VDP is playing a much more important role uh, today than it has uh, historically. And so in that context, I've spent a lot of time over the last number of months with our uh, data analytics team, really trying to understand uh, metrics that can help dealers optimize their VDP experience, understand how effective their VDP is at pushing uh, shoppers deeper into the purchase funnel. Um, one metric we found that's really fascinating is uh, <clears throat> value event conversion, which is a indication of uh, how efficiently uh, your VDP is working because it measures the number of value events relative to the number of VDP visits on that vehicle. And what we found is that uh, there's not a strong correlation or in fact, really low correlation between a high value event conversion and a high SRP to VDP uh, conversion. And the reason that's interesting is because when I talk to dealers, they spend most of their time optimizing merchandising to win the search results page. But now that we're starting to understand that it's different actions and activities that optimize the VDP page, I think it really helps um, to underscore for dealers that merchandising is an opportunity for them um, to tackle uh, the VDP experience a little bit differently. Uh, probably requires them to, to pivot their mindset a little bit. Uh, I often uh, talk to dealers about the opportunity to think about how uh, or the mindset they have when a shopper walks into their showroom. And uh, what is it that they highlight about that vehicle? The thing that they know is gonna tell that shopper that the price is a good price, that there's better value in that than the next vehicle. Um, making it simple for the, the shopper to have that information. You know, how do they build trust in those environments? And I think if they start to think about um, accomplishing those same things on the VDP, uh, they'll start to lead them to some different actions, like highlighting those details in the uh, photo carousel where the shopper's already highly engaged so they, they know that they're choosing a good vehicle. Uh, investing time in the, uh, the 360 degree spins that build transparency and trust. And so I think the biggest opportunity I see, Lance, for, uh, for dealers is to really to think about that VDP experience and how do they elevate that experience in a way that um, breaks down the barriers uh, that avoid uh, consumers uh, overlooking one of their uh, potential vehicles and differentiating their vehicles so they win more shopping decisions. 
That's interesting, Nathan. Now you're speaking at NADA and I presume you're gonna pick up on some of the stuff you might have just shared. Is the value event conversion a piece of that? And, and I really want, would like to understand what's involved there. Those are things that happen on the VDP that we're now measuring and couldn't measure before. Uh, so yes, Lance, um, you know, we'll be picking up on all these topics at NADA. Um, and so we'll have a lot more detail and a lot more data to share with, uh, with all of the, the dealers that are in attendance there. But, uh, you know, value event conversion is a um, value events is a summation of um, all the indications on the VDP uh, that the shopper is moving farther into the purchase funnel. And so whether that's, you know, penciling a deal or submitting an inquiry or a whole host of other things. Uh, and I think what's interesting about value event conversion um, that, in, that we haven't talked about in the past is it really isolates what's happening on the VDP because it looks at the number of events per VDP visit. Right. And so. Uh, you may have a car that you're not getting a ton of VDP visits to, but you may be converting all those shoppers deeper into the funnel, which is exactly what you need to be doing. And so um, I think it gives dealers a different mindset and different view than what they've commonly looked at, which is largely just total number of VDPs versus how efficiently are those VDPs turning into potential buyers. Very good. Dale, I, I want to ask you about your NADA uh, workshop, but before we go there, um, I'm struck by the things that Nathan's talking about with the VDPs. And I, I, am I correct in recalling that a decade ago, maybe even a little bit longer, you were spending a fair amount of time helping dealers understand what a VDP actually was. <laughs> That's true. And actually convincing dealers that there was a need to put photos on mine too. So, you know, you look back and you can't help but muse how far we've all come. So, let me let me jump on the NADA piece for you, Dale. Your uh, session, your workshop session, is titled "Why It's Time for Variable Management." So, what's the primary message there that you're going to be sharing in your sessions in Dallas? Well, the world has changed in in many ways, but as far as we're concerned in the used car business, there are a couple fundamental changes that. Uh, we're responding to with a new strategy of used car management called variable strategy. The original strategy that we came to market with for which we built a company upon was the strategy of velocity. And, and I was the guy who prophesized the strategy of velocity management. But I'm also the same guy who is capable of recognizing that when the world changes, we have to change along with it. And even if uh, the horse rode really well for a long time, if it's, uh, if it's no longer as strong as it once was, uh, it's time to do something different. And that's exactly what we're doing with variable management. But why? How has the world changed? What justifies a change from velocity to variable management? I, I think two things stand out in my mind. The first is that we used to talk about the new car market, or we used to talk about the used car market, maybe the retail market, the wholesale market. And, and the market was very much of a monolithic thing. Markets go up, markets go down. And generally speaking in the past, uh, everything moved together. But the, the world has changed to a point where the markets have gotten much more transparent. They've gotten much more efficient. And, and people who participate in these markets are a lot smarter than they used to be. They're, they're much more equipped with better, more precise tools to analyze the market. And one of the things that has really changed 
is that the markets have become very fragmented. You know, for example, we might talk about cars and values in the wholesale market. Well, they're up, they're down. That's how we used to see it. And that's pretty much the way it used to be. But now what we understand is that some year make model price points are up, some are down, some are up more than others, some are down more than others. And if you're really going to be successful in, in the used car wholesale, and this is true in the retail market as well, it's not good enough just to say things are up or down overall, because they're not. There are some fragmented market segments that are up, some are down. And if you're going to be successful, you really have to operate at that level. So one of the things that variable management now addresses is the ability to recognize vehicles, whether it be acquiring them or selling them, uh, and, and putting the right money when we're buying them and putting the right price on them when we sell them based on the unique individual opportunity or situation that is inherent in the vehicle in question. You know, Velocity was very much of a one-size-fits-all approach. Basically said price every vehicle as fast as you can, as competitively as you can, to move as fast as possible. One-size-fits-all approach. But now what we understand uh, through better data science, which is really the other big thing that has changed in the world, justifying the, the change to variable management, is data science. And, and what we understand through better data science today is that uh, some vehicles actually hold much more inherent investment potential than other vehicles. And consequently, they should be purchased differently and they should be priced differently. And, and that better, better data science is a common thread that you've heard uh, from both um, um, Nathan and Derek, because one of the things at Cox Automotive that we've really invested in heavily over the past several years is, is data science. You know, we have a lot of data as a result of our size, but in the past, it was very difficult for us to assimilate all that data, make meaning, make meaningful information from all that data because it was stored in a lot of different databases and a lot of different formats. But over the past several years, we put enormous resources into bringing together all the disparate data that we had such that we can actually use it in more uh, precise ways. So what you see in our new merchandising tools, what you see in our wholesaling tools like Upside, what you see in our retailing tools uh, such as Profit Time GPS, um, which you can see at NADA, is, is the common thread is that you've got absolutely incredible data science and insights into these tools that allow an operator to really understand the unique aspects of, of the fragmented markets and provide them with decision support that allows them to uh, capitalize on, on their superior knowledge. So data science has changed, markets have changed, and importantly, V-Auto and Cox Automotive has changed to capitalize and respond to the best of those uh, market environments. Thank you, Dale. It sounds like that'll be a rich, a rich session there at, at NADA. Uh, Derek, you're going to be doing a session. You might have touched on it just a little bit earlier. What's the story you're going to be sharing in Dallas? Yeah, that's right, Lance. And uh, we're excited to be in Dallas at NADA, all three of us. And um, I, you know, first, I just want to touch on Dale's comments. It's an exciting chapter for Viato as we think about what that means in variable management and driving better ROI for our dealers in a challenging market conditions, right? That, that, that they can respond to those conditions and, and have the actions at their fingertips to continue and improve their profit per, per vehicle. So I'm excited with that chapter. And, and as you mentioned, we'll be talking more about the wholesale side of the equation. So 
my workshop will speak to how you continue to drive profit from this key aspect of your business. And uh, certainly we've seen that it can be a profit driver in the last two years have been phenomenal. But as we talked about earlier, the, the name of the game right now is discipline. And, and it starts at the point of acquisition. It starts with an accurate assessment of the vehicle and the appraisal. Uh, and certainly we have tools that can help dealers with that, uh, with that appraisal. KBB expert appraisal is, is a great one that helps them get the accurate information to make a correct ass assessment of the vehicle and to have an idea at the point of acquisition, whether that's a retail exit or a wholesale exit, that they're positioned in the vehicle at the right price to drive an optimal return and superior outcome. So we're excited to share that. And, and then we'll talk about what does it mean to get a superior outcome in the wholesale marketplace, right? What are those best practices that they can utilize? You know, Dale mentioned upside that certainly incorporates many of them, but it's getting the car in front of the maximum amount of eyeballs. It's having it accurately inspected and disclosed. It's pricing it to set it low and let it go, right? Really bring in the buyers, show them you're committed, show them you're engaged and drive a superior outcome over, over a longer time horizon. So. We're excited to, to share those behaviors and best practices with, with our dealer clients and, and give them an opportunity, again, to continue to drive profit from this key aspect of their business, right? As they think about the, the, the inventory that they're not going to retail, that, that they want to wholesale and continue to keep that flywheel turning. So really excited to be with everyone in Dallas and appreciate your time here because we've got exciting things going on across V Auto, exciting things that are going to help our dealers move forward in, uh, in what is a a more cautious market in 23, but we think they're well positioned to continue to drive a lot of great profit and continue to grow. Derek, you did me a, a solid there. Um, my last question was going to be about the things, the specific solutions that each of you are perhaps most excited about. Um, and since you just had the floor, let's continue. Um, would Upside be the one for you or is there maybe something else cooking? Yeah, I think I think there's a combination of things. I think Upside certainly is one I'm very excited about. It's been great to see it grow. Uh, you know, we're in several markets now, over 5,000 cars sold, over $2.5 million delivered back to our dealer clients that are participating in selling cars. So there's a lot there that's exciting. And at NADA, we'll be speaking to those additional markets that we're entering. And so that's exciting. But I'm equally excited for, for ProfitTime GPS and what Dale was highlighting. I think this is a an exciting evolution and step forward uh, for V Auto as a whole. And what that means across all, all of our offerings, right? As you think about merchandising that Nathan spoke to, as you think about the acquisition tools that we present so that dealers get the right inventory and are managing it appropriately, to think about reconditioning and how does that vary by VIN and by condition of the market. So there's a lot of touch points across V Auto, across the work stream of our dealer clients that uh, we're excited to share at, at uh, NADA. Thank you, Derek. Nathan, how about you as it relates to merchandising? Well, Lance, I mean, similar to some of Derek's comments, like I'm, I'm really excited about the things Dale talked about with variable inventory management. I think that philosophical shift for us as Viato is is a huge um, uh, shift and a huge opportunity for uh, the, the products we provide to dealers. But from a specific product, um, you know, I'm really excited about some of the things we've done with Fiat Intelligent Promotion. It's our latest merchandising functionality. And over the last uh, six to nine months, our um, product teams have just done a phenomenal job of building new enhanced features into that product. Um, features that really focus on how to uh, dealer, helping dealers create merchandising that differentiates each vehicle. You know, one example being what we call starred features. Uh, which makes it simple for dealers to highlight the unique features on a vehicle uh, within the uh, photo carousel. 
it's it's so powerful because it pulls from data and information that's already in Viato and then automates the creation of the content. And so uh, we've got a lot of other really exciting features built into um, intelligent promotion that I know the dealers are going to love seeing at, uh, at NADA. Um, but uh, that's probably the product to me that uh, is uh, is top of mind as, as we think about new things coming uh, to the marketplace. It sounds like a time saver there too, which I'm, I'm sure the folks in the used car department will will very much appreciate. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's built on making everything efficient, but doing it in a way where we unlock richer VDP experiences and all with the goal of how do we help dealers maximize the return they get on each and every vehicle. Wonderful. Dale, um, maybe Derek and Nathan stole a little bit of your thunder, but uh, as, as you think about NADA and the specific solutions, what, what's got you most excited there? That's a really unfair question, Lance, because it, it's like asking, it's like asking, you know, which one of your kids are you most proud of? You're proud of all of them and you're proud of them perhaps for different reasons. But I want to tell you the one promise that I'll make anybody listening who uh, comes and visits us in Dallas at NADA at the Cox Automotive uh, booths. Here's the promise I'll make you that what you're going to see is not the current status quo of the industry. What you're gonna see are new products that are innovative, that actually push the boundaries of what we have previously known to be quote unquote, good used car management tools or practices. And that's what we do at Cox Automotive. That's what we do at V-Auto. We take the best science that's available. We find the best practices that are available and we put them together into solutions that, that will have the dealers who adopt those solutions be the superior performers in their market. I mean, we are not satisfied. It's just coming out with a better version of, of things that already exist. You're gonna see true innovation and some of that true innovation is gonna challenge you. It's gonna challenge you to really think hard about what you're doing and what you might do differently and whether you should do it differently. And that's okay because what we know is that it's rooted in solid best practices. It's rooted in the best automotive data science that has ever been brought to market and, and the stuff actually works. So I promise anybody who takes the time and effort to visit us in Dallas at NADA, you will see the, the, the leading edge of, of innovation in the automobile business. And I'm excited about all of it. Wonderful. Thank you for that promise, Dale. And thank you, Dale. Derek and Nathan for taking part in today's podcast conversation. I'm, I'm grateful for you being here. Thank you, Lance. Appreciate it. Thank you. Very, very good. Folks for listening in, thank you all for joining this episode of the V Auto Podcast. We hope to see you in Dallas. Until next time, stay well.